welcome back to Blood Education. I'm Mia. And I'm Brando. And you know, we're coming at you live with some information about some people that you should know. And if you do know, you'll learn more about. All righty. Yeah. What are we talking about today? All right. Today, I have titled this episode, The Color of Welfare. What color is it? Black. Black. Yeah. Blacky black back. Is that racist? A little bit. But we're going to talk about why. Oh, okay. So, All right. to give a little background as to why I chose this and what we're talking about today, I love FDR. Like, FDR is one of my favorite presidents. Um, one of, like... Wheelchair? Wheelchair? FDR? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just go. wanted to make sure. We're talking about the same. You didn't even FDR. have to do that. All right. Yes, that one. Okay. But FDR is one of my favorite presidents. He's one of the only presidents to ever be elected for four terms, even though he does die like three months into his fourth term. But we don't talk about that. He's elected four times because the people love the man. Okay. He and stress that. Oh, he did. I mean, World War II. if you were a president that long, you die too. You feel me? But um, the reason that I love FDR is because he creates what we call the New Deal. So the New Deal comes around right after the Great Depression, 1933 to about 1939. Uh, we get multiple like uh, revamps of this new deal. But essentially what he's trying to do with this is to alleviate the economic issues of the Great Depression. So what he does is he's like, he sits back and he's like, Great Depression is happening. This is terrible. Hoover had been president before and like they dogged this man out. Like he's president during the Great Depression. They literally called uh, towns where people were like sleeping on the street, Hoovervilles, like oh. just because they felt like he did not handle it right. Like it was just, it was a thing, right? People broke, they mad. Yeah, big man. No, for real, big man, right? So FDR comes on the scene. He's like, you know what? I got something for y'all. He was like, my first hundred days in office, I'm I'm solving all the problems. All right. So he comes straight out the gate with, again, the New Deal. Uh, he divides it into what he calls the three R's. So it's relief, reform, and recovery. Uh, relief is going to be immediate relief. Okay. So if you need food, Help we're going to provide me. that. Right. Help if you need money, we got you. All right. Um, reform is going to be long-lasting initiatives. Things like Social Security come mm. out of the New Deal. And right. then we're going to see uh, recovery, which is going to be like, not short term, not long term, but something that deals with the uh, economy at that particular time. Because we know the economy fluctuates. There's nothing that you could do long term that could help the economy, right? Okay. Um, so he divides it like that. And what we see happen is like he does these pockets so that he can uh, tackle these different issues. So we see things like uh, the National uh, Industrial Recovery Act. And what this does is like it keeps wages and prices above market level. So you're uh, making more money. But it's going to cost you a little bit more to purchase anything. So what ends up happening is that basically like black people get fired because now we're having to pay you more money. Wow. And uh, their rationale is like, oh, you're not even worth minimum wage. Right. Wow. So while overall plan, great idea. Right. Because we're raising the bar in all aspects. You know, we're meeting people where they're at. But it backfires on black people. OK. You know, it's very interesting that you say this because we are currently um, I don't know if uh like with this pandemic that's mm -hmm. happened, uh, a lot of people who don't want to work right now. Yeah, I don't want to work. Me either. <laughs> I'm like, thank God I have a job though. But, <laughs> but you know, you like, let me knock on. All right, cool. Any day. All right, look. Um, but um, now, like, you have this generation of people where, like, uh, they don't want to spend all their time working or yeah. they would rather work remote, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so they are talking about but, what their worth is. Yeah. Actually. So I wonder, um, but at the same time, prices are going yeah, up. So like, and inflation. I just, I just renewed yeah. my lease on my rent, and I got to pay a hundred extra dollars now on my rent. But That's I mean, kind of my blessings because some people are paying like right. two or three, and you got a place like to live. Yes, yeah, so, but you know, I mean, I think the interesting thing when you talk about something like. Um, the new deal is the fact that like it provided opportunities for a bunch of different people. So you also have, um, 
the uh, Civilian Conservation Corps. Mm -hmm. So they're going to focus on actually getting people out into the wilderness and they're conserving conservation like they're literally out and then the we black also people had, out there you know black people gonna be out and you know it was some black people but remember we're talking about racism so not too many okay, okay. all right um uh, but you also see things uh, and i can't remember the name of the actual program but uh they were literally in charge just going into different schools and different places and painting murals like that was their only job so like they provided a lot to different people the issue with the new deal again is that a lot of these practice segregation and a lot of the initiatives that they have backfired on black people so we have like the agricultural adjustment act and the purpose, obviously, working on farm production and forcing up the price of food. So saying you're only going to produce this amount, you're only going to do this, you're only going to do that. But what happened? Less production, less farm workers. We know at this time, black people are rooted in agricultural work. There's yes. not much else that they can do. Sharecropping. Right. Sharecropping is, is what they're doing at this point. And so, again, that backfires on black people. They don't get any type of help or assistance with that. We have Social Security, which triple taxes. Um, but it also discouraged uh, employers from hiring black people because you were paying more to have people on your staff. And if I'm going to have to pay more for anybody, it's going to be a white person. That's essentially like how that Ooh. went. But like when when you talk about something like the New Deal, it's one of the biggest um, one of the first big government initiatives that we have to take care of its people. And when we get it, it's centered around white people. Right. Of course. So they love it. That's why, again, FDR is elected for four terms. They love it. It caters to them. And when we look at something like the Great Depression, even throughout this time, you have them having like soup kitchens, you have bread lines to give food to white people who are struggling at this time. Right. Yeah. And the focus is white people. All so, right? But then then black people, didn't they like FDR too? They, mm, let's talk about it. They loved FDR because again, this is not the intent of his program, right? The mm. intent is not to be racist, but you also have other people that are in charge of this program that are making it racist. Got but you. again, people love it because it caters to white people, right? You're, you're a struggling white man. I got a job for you. Okay. Your family's struggling. Come to my, come to my church. We'll feed you. We'll take care of the kids. Like all these things are happening at this right. time. And uh, FDR sets the standard for what it means for a government to be helpful, right? He has a very, very strong central, okay. right, Got strong it. central government. He sets the tone, right? I love the guy, man. I cannot talk about this man enough, right? So as we move throughout history, though, we see this shift start to happen, right? So again, welfare at this time, based on white people, they're the only ones getting it. Segregation is happening. We move into LBJ, Okay. When we get to Lyndon B. Johnson, he creates what's called the Great Society, which is modeled after FDR's New Deal. With okay. the Great Society, what we see happen is he is going to focus on black people. He like, listen, I know who got me into okay, office. Mr. Johnson. Right. He like, I know who got me in the office. I know who my target demographic is. Like, I, I got him, right? Yeah. So with him, we're going to see uh, black families' income increase by like 50%. Okay. Uh, black employment is going to double. That's times two, period. Um, and it's like a big turning point for welfare, though, because when we see that happen and people are noticing, like, oh, my God, he's kind of catering to black people and making sure they're good. We're going to see welfare become this, like, red stain, right? It's like, oh, you're getting help from the government. Ugh, could be me. Like, it's this immediate turn, but it's because right. it's catered to black people. And that's, like, uh, it's, it's, it's so triggering to me almost because – when again, origins of welfare, obviously helping white people because we know that the government does not cater to us. And even with the great society, it's not necessarily that he's leaving out white people. It's just he realizes what a disadvantage black people have. And he's like, yes. what do I do to get them on this level playing field? How do I help these people get to a point where they can be successful? And white people fucking hate it. You know, I feel like it they just kind of goes into, yeah, um, a lot of times if things are not 
centered around white people and white progress, they have an issue with it. And I think that that's why even with black spaces, you know, like if uh, a lot of white people um, like to play this reverse racism right, card yes. or like to um, love to be victim, mm-hmm. you know, um, because they want to center um, issues, especially black issues, and make themselves yeah. the focal point of that. Um, but when you're talking about welfare, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if this is true, but um, I thought the statistics show that even today that there aren't more white people on welfare than black people. Yes. And just, okay, so you're absolutely correct. But just looking at the breakdown of the demographic of the United States, that mm-hmm. would just simply make sense, right? There are more of them than there are of us. When right. we break down, you know, black versus white, if we're looking at an aspect, that aspect, mm-hmm. there are more of them than there are of us. So in theory, there should be more of them on uh, welfare, you know what I'm yeah. saying, on getting food stamps and things like that. The issue comes when now it's like, oh, it's a black mom on here and all she do is take from the government. She don't work. She don't do this. She don't do that. When the reality of the situation is, first of all, period. And also, if you are not making enough to have a living wage, maybe the government should be stepping in and giving money. Like, regardless of your race, creed, you know, national, whatever you are. And we're in a damn pandemic. Like, I I know that people are not wearing their mask anymore, but like... There are people who are literally still struggling, who literally took a hit during this pandemic, and they are still not in a position where they're able to recover, okay? There are people who do not have the same advantages as other people. Yes, there are a bunch of jobs that are open now, right? That's the big thing, right? Yeah, everybody's hiring. Everyone's hiring, but still, we're not going to sit up here and act like... There are not discriminatory practices right, for when sure. it comes to hiring people, especially people of color. Yes. Okay. White people are always going to have an advantage when it comes to being hired, okay? Over yeah. black people. And I just think it's interesting because like as we go through presidents, obviously they all have their own focus and initiative, right? Right. When we look at Obama, his big thing was affordable health care, right? And now Obamacare is another thing that is seen as like a, a black people thing. Oh, you need help from the government to get your health care. But again, something that is aimed at everybody. So I, I my question I guess that I'm posing for today is why do we think that once black people get access or have more assistance that it becomes an issue because again we've been spending the same money doing the same things but once black people get a hold of it it's an issue and i'm going to counter that with this idea of thinking about how black people set standards right so when we look at like um when we look at like clothing attitude vernacular all those things we set the standard for like they they want to be us but when it comes to actually getting help and getting things it's we the issue right so why why do you think that is um so (laughs) that's a very loaded question it is sorry it's a lot no 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 it's okay it's okay um so i think that uh welfare does has you know gotten this negative connotation and um It just allows white people, I think, to do a couple of different things, okay? Mm -hmm. I think it allows them to feel like they're in a position of power. Okay. Um, So uh, there definitely isn't equity there. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then I want to revisit the white savior complex. (laughs) So uh, I think that it's, and sometimes in white people's eyes, okay, yeah, these black people are on welfare. Mm -hmm. They're getting assistance, right? Um, and then they want to go and do their good deed mm-hmm. or whatever like that because, you know, black people are, you know, 
looked at as poor or inequitable mm-hmm. or these different things like that. So I think it's a societal thing. There's actually a show called um, The Gilded um, Age that's on. Uh, I didn't mean to watch that. Yeah, it's really good on HBO. But mm-hmm. um, on the show, there is um, the main character. Um, she's a white woman, mm-hmm. um, and uh, one of her really good friends is a free black woman, and. Um, when she actually goes and visits, she shows up unannounced at the black uh, woman's house. Mm -hmm. And they're actually um, pretty affluent, um, which is probably not really heard of during that time period. Mm -hmm. Um, But she literally had came and she had brought some shoes like for charity because she assumed that these black people were poor and they took offense to it as As they should. should. As they should. As they should. But, um, you know, and the thing was the way that it was written, it was written so, the episode was written so beautifully because you know that she did not do it to be malicious Malicious. or snooty. Right. It's just like read the room. (laughs) And I think that, you know, sometimes white people, they look at, um, um, you know, there's there, there's definitely a, a mix, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have white people who are upset because they feel like black people are not doing anything, but they're mm-hmm. receiving all these benefits from society. Right. Those are the group of white people, I like to say, are like the get over it. It's the ones that say slavery happened like uh, 200 yeah. years ago. You need to get We're over it. Those people, it. right? And then you have the other white people who um, just need to, again, center everything and mm-hmm. make it around them. So uh, they, I think they feel offended that, uh, and they feel like a lot of white people don't recognize their privilege, I don't think. Oh, for sure. And so they look at this government assistance or welfare as a privilege that is being exclusive Mm. towards minorities. And they feel like, oh, well, I'm white, so why don't I get that? You know, know, I've I've actually never thought about it like that, like that being like an afforded privilege for people. And and that's not to say, because first of all, there are many, many issues, like when we talk about government assistance, like Mm. we don't even have time to really get into that. But I think I've never looked at it as like, oh, that's a privilege that people of color have. And not to say that it is, but I've never just thought about it from that perspective of being like, oh, well, I don't get this. So what is that? Because I mean, when we talk about getting assistance, I've been trying and nobody want to give me none. So, you know what I mean? Or like when we look at- You know how many times I tried to get food stamps? Listen, and nobody will approve (laughs) me. Like, oh my- No, I was in college eating ramen noodles every day. And that big no, but like looking at- Thinking about my parents, not that we're just, you know, incredibly wealthy or anything like that. But like when I went to college, I didn't get any financial aid. I didn't get anything. And it was baffling to me that a lot of people just assumed that I did. And it was because I was black. You know what I mean? Like my parents paid for my school out of pocket and they were blessed to be able to do that. But I think a lot of the issue is that there are just these assumptions that we have about certain people and, you know, these biases. And I mean, we're you know, we're victim of that, too. Um, perpetrating it and, you know, as a responsive thing. But I think that it's just so interesting to see how people interact with like different concepts like that. Because again, welfare starts as this just community thing where we're helping people out. Because again, it centers back to the Great Depression where it was really churches and Christian white women that were kind of just like, man, everybody out here struggling, everybody's doing these things. Let's like make sure that they're taken care of. You know, like bread lines were for everybody. Soup kitchens were for everybody. Yes. And it wasn't about whether you were black, white, you know, whatever, whatever, yes. even though I'm sure but racism I think went that, on there. But yeah, I think in that um, instance, though, I think it was more so everybody was struggling. So it, mm. it was easier to be equitable and not necessarily think about um, race during that time because right. everyone was kind of down bad. Um, by the time um, LBJ is in, in office, white people are fine, you know, yeah. in general, economically, but um, black people have just always kind of had these disadvantages especially when it comes to economics they have not you know we're coming off the end of um 
integration now. Yeah, so now it's yeah. just like, just like we talked in previous episodes, we talked about integration. That's really going to juxtapose um, the um, inequalities that black people have versus right. white people because yeah. now they're starting to interact more and white people are coming out on top. Um, then also another thing that I see with uh, when we're talking about welfare is um, when I want to touch on what you said about uh, the assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. So the assumptions is that if a black person is on welfare, that they're lazy or that yep. they're abusing yep. the system. There are a bunch of negative associations with yep. that. Um, also, um, it's looked at as uh, black people are definitely going to be the ones to commit fraud right. or yes. they're going to do something illegal in taking advantage of you know, government assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and that just goes to show that there are certain stereotypes that are ingrained mm-hmm. in some white people when it comes to looking at black people where we're inherently looked at as violent or yep. we're inherently looked at as criminals yep. or things like that. So it's not going to be any kind of different when it comes to t- discussing like welfare or mm-hmm. those different things like that. So I think there's just a lot of reasons why white people might be mad. But at the end of the day, facts are facts. And white and, people are on welfare more often yeah, than then, black people. And, you know, we started to tell y'all the truth, but it just is. But, like, I think um, welfare has always been one of those things. It's kind of like, where do we go from here? Because I believe I believe in a very, very large central government. I believe that our government should take care of its people because, if like, why are we paying taxes if not? You know what I'm saying? Why am I giving money back if not to establish systems that take right. care of the American people? I do absolutely believe in that. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, well, I make this amount. I, do I don't believe in any of that. I mean, you can call me what you want. But I, I do tend to favor things like socialism and communism because I do believe that everybody should be taken care of at the expense of the state. It is what it is in my eyes. I don't believe anybody should be struggling bill to bill or have to rely on uh, food stamps or things like that to make sure that they have housing for themselves and their children. I don't believe you should have to work to death to be taken care of. That's just not my my own personal belief. But um, again, when we talk about welfare, there is just this, this stigma that it's this terrible thing but the reality of it is some people just needed to need it you know what i'm saying careful. some people are abu- abusing it but you gotta be careful mccarthy might hear you from his grave <laughs> listen right. he gonna rise all right because listen mccarthy is and we we have to talk about mccarthyism that has just came listen, up so many times we do we, we will, we have we will to talk do about it. we will do an episode on mccarthyism yeah it's um, it's has yeah, to we'll talk about it all but right. that is the color of welfare y'all again i hope y'all learned something just don't don't fall victim to these white people and their stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? If you need it, you need it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. If you man. got some food stamps, you know, if you call me, call me, I need that. There's a fifty cent dollar. I'm trying to eat steak and lobster Period. every day too. On All their right. dime. All right. On oh their God. dime. All right. All right. I am Brando. <laughs> I'm Mia. All right, we'll catch you next time. Peace.